Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And tonight, we have Zach, Mike, and myself. You can follow Zach on Twitter at BravZ. You can follow Mike at SP Streamer. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Just dandy. Yeah, great. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my. Uh, some good times. Good times. Off the air, guys. We've been, been laughing a little bit too hard tonight. All right, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, maybe we'll show behind the scenes crying (laughs) like a girl. Mike cries Um, like a girl. Everybody, when I when I'm laughing, I get really high pitched. It's really funny. All right, episode forty eight. Holy crap, we're get dude. We're almost at fifty. That's awesome. We gotta do something special for fifty. Fifty or hundred? Fifty. Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Exclamation point. All right. Well, we're gonna have to figure that one out. But they don't care. The audience doesn't care about that until we actually do it. Tonight, we are continuing our team previews. We are committed to this, obviously. And we are finishing the NL East with a team that is currently in the World Series, the Washington Nationals. And to be completely honest, we looked up and down this roster and finding sleepers, breakouts, and busts, it was kind of tough for each of us to find different ones. So we're going to highlight, like, I guess, at least one of each. And then maybe just talk about other players and what we think their overall value may be for next season. So... Before we get started, though, as always, a quick reminder, guys, if you guys can drop us a rating or review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to us, we greatly appreciate it. It really helps our exposure and helps us grow as a podcast. And I, I also can't forget, if you guys want to continue to support our show in other ways other than listening, we do, have now, we do now have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash fantasybaseball. You can come hang out with us on our Discord chat. We talk everything, including about stuff like this, about tonight's show, talk rankings. You see me, you would see somebody like me possibly changing the rankings five different times before setting one to actually show other people and a whole bunch of other stuff that just happens on there. Again, there's other services as well. We offer draft services and everything. So as the season gets closer, just keep us in mind. Now, tonight, episode 48, I think I already mentioned, Washington Nationals. Let's just jump right in and... What do you guys – I've been catching a lot of heat today. I have Scherzer, I think, was it third or second on my SP rankings? And I just wanted to see what you guys had to think say about that. Like, am I too high? Does that feel – I mean, I know he's a top four guy. And it depends on who you ask and where they're at. But feels right, honestly. What did you say, Adam, at two or three? I'm looking it up, to be honest, right now. I had it. <laughs> well – I had it up, and then I lost it because I don't know why. But I just posted it to Twitter, so it shouldn't be too hard to find, right? Here. I, think, I, think I, have at, I have him at two. I have him at two. Garrett two. Cole. I have Garrett Cole ahead of him, and that's it. So I have the same one, too, as you then, um, as of right now. Cole one, Scherzer two. I, I, it feels right. Um, I personally, we were kind of talking about this off the air. Grom, obviously – I have a soft spot for DeGrom in my heart as a Mets fan. I think in real life, I think he's probably the number two pitcher. I agree. But fantasy-wise, there are concerns over their lack of bullpen and ability to close out games. Um, He had 11 wins this year. Scherzer is a 20-game winner almost year in, year out. Uh, That's nine more wins. Oh, you could do the match yourself. Simple math there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nine, nine more, nine more wins <clears throat> is a big deal. No, it definitely is. Heck, 
So if it's a quality start league, though, you both put Degrom too. Yes, I would. Uh, Zach, no, because I think Scherzer, why not? Because I think Scherzer, Scherzer's still getting the quality starts. He's getting the quality starts and the wins. Yeah, but Degrom's had a better ERA for what two years now. I think I'm looking. I'm just looking at Scherzer's page, and I just realized he only won 11 games this year, but it was 172. That hurt too. For the yeah, first time, know. yeah, for the first time ever, it feels like he's, he's out pitched, for like at least a month. I think he's pitched 200 innings in the last like every year for the last six years before this year. So the argue there are arguments about his you know age and possible injury issues. Yeah. The durability but, issues are a big concern with Scherzer for next well, year. Not for yeah. me. I, I honestly don't. I'm not thinking. I think I don't think there are any. I, think I put him at four, thinking there is, but. That's I think the top four fine. pitchers, it's just nitpicking between each one of them. You can't go wrong with any of them. But I I don't know. I attack pitchers based on skill, and I think, obviously, they're all are ridiculous. But DeGrom's been arguably the best pitcher the last two years, so that's why I just put him two. Scherzer's injury worries me a little bit with the age, so I put him four. But honestly, you're not even wrong either way. What, you have Verlander three? Yeah. I got Cole, DeGrom, Verlander, Scherzer. Yeah. You really can't go wrong. I think me and Mike agree, though, that the lack of wins is is a big concern. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest Which is totally fine, and I get. It's really that's crazy. So, Scherzer only had 11 wins? Yeah, but in like 20 or so, or probably over 30 less innings than DeGrom. So, is that what? That could be like four or five starts. Right. That could be so, a, yeah, but then a, even that you got to figure what maybe three wins, so it's still yeah, so it's at fifteen. Don't forget the just, K's and don't forget the K's and all. No, those. no, yeah, no. I I get what you're saying. I'm just shocked that he would even only be at that. For some reason, I thought he had like eighteen well, wins this year. Then the Nats the Nats pen was pretty. Oh right, that's true. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if they were worse than the Mets because they actually you know the Nationals addressed it at the trade deadline, but it was close. I'm sure. Yeah. So, again, again, like I said, it wasn't too much. You know the real controversy? Anybody who's listening to the show, you guys have given me a hard time on Trey Turner. A spoiler alert, one of these two guys are slightly coming around on him. <laughs> I, still, I still have Trey Turner as a top 10 player, I believe, last I checked. Again, I haven't looked at my ranks in a while. I'm updating them constantly. And just, but last I checked, he's a top 10, possibly 10th overall for me. Anybody coming up on that? Anybody starting to feel that way a little bit? Right. Not top ten. Who? I'm not? coming around a little bit. Yes. So I, I have Trey Turner as my breakout for 2020, and I'll I'll tell you why. I mean, I have him right now, preliminary top 15, top 20, somewhere in the 15 to 20 range. I think I can see that going up a little bit, but as of right now, that's kind of where he's at. But I think. I think we could expect a big year. I mean, we really have not seen Trey Turner for a full season. He had a hundred. He played 122 games last year, and he put up 19 home runs. This is not a guy who's known for his pop, but I mean, if he can play 150, 155 games, I mean, realistically, let's say the juice ball stays intact. How many home runs are we looking at? Are we looking at a, a 25 to 30 home run guy here? Because yeah. if that's the case, then I'm in. I'm in for that. I'm in for that plus 40, probably closer to 50 stolen bases if he plays 150 games. Um, and he's, he really improved. Um, 
his other numbers in the second half too, and that's with uh, a broken finger. Uh, he finished the year just about 300. I think he was 298 for the season. Um, OBP over 350. Uh, I mean, 850 OPS. I mean, you really can't ask for more at a Trey Turner. The only thing that I guess you could ask for more of is more games played. So, I mean, if he can stay healthy this year, um, I mean, you're looking at a possible 30 home run, 50 home run, 50 stolen base guy. Um, what's What could go wrong with that? There's really not too many guys like that, if any. Right now I have him at 11, and I'm torn between him and Nolan Arenado because I always feel like I can get somebody like Nolan Arenado in, like, if I have a if I have the eleventh pick or tenth pick, I feel like I can, I can take Turner and get a, a Nolan Arenado type in the second round. I see what you're saying, and I completely type yeah is harder to come by. He's one of a kind, but the injuries are a concern, and Arenado is going to play 155, 160 games at Coors. I get it at Coors. It's a matter. Of He's risk. got like potential, probably the highest floor too. Oh, I know, and he gives you four categories. Every year, I, I know, and that's why I moved him up ahead of him initially. So, do you have Turner in front of Bregman and Rendon? In front of Rendon, not Bregman. Okay. Because Rendon is a is an Arenado light, like he's not Arenado. And if I'm over here torn with Arenado, it's Freeman that right now I have a hard time because I have Turner ahead of Freeman. I might just put Freeman ahead of Arenado and like make that like that's a whole other thing. It's like these three guys I'm really having a hard time ranking. So I don't know how many drafts have been on fan tracks, but his ADP is 19 right now. And the players in front of him don't make sense to me. Tatis Jr., Marte, Freeman. Marte, that's weird. Freeman, um, Alonzo, Rendon, and Bregman. Alonzo is such a bust. I hate you guys. Now, now here's why I'm questioning how many – drafts there have been because I just realized this Shane Bieber's there Shane Bieber's in front of DeGrom and Scherzer and Bueller yeah that can't be right then I feel like something's wrong with that system and could tell Marte in front of Turner yeah I said that did you sorry yeah. it so that that doesn't make uh, that's weird why would why would Bieber be the second pitcher off the board I, I that's why I feel like there has to be some screwy in the maybe uh, some maybe it's just not that many drafts and people went a little nuts. But anyway, maybe maybe, sorry. Be, maybe best ball. Some people got cute with Bieber. Uh, yeah, maybe you might be right because right now we have best ball drafts going on. Best ball drafts will screw up everything. Yeah, because upside gets taken. Like Kental Marte, huge upside, but Trey Turner does too. So it's weird. Yeah, Regardless. I was gonna say I, I get the Turner. I get. You bring up Turner, he definitely has the upside to – he could be a potentially top five player if he does what he could, is capable of. Yeah. There's really but, nobody else out there like him. Yeah. I I actually like where you have him ranked, Mike, right around 11, 12. What, what keeps me, I just wouldn't put him top 10. What keeps him away from, like, the top seven where I had him is the lack of RBIs, the potential for, like, only a 270 batting average, which is kind of kind of low for a first-rounder. And also, like, what was injury it? History? And, 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 well, injury history doesn't really concern me as much as the, was, oh, the fact that it's home runs are going to be kind of low, RBIs are going to be kind of low, and the 270 batting average isn't necessarily what you should be getting out of your first rounder. So he kind of, you know, you're, yes, you're getting your, you're prioritizing speed, 
but at the, at, in the in the you know in that later part of the first round, I'm willing to take a chance on the potential of a three and a half. I don't know. I feel like he's that he's the he's the rare. You know me. I'm usually pretty pretty risk adverse. He's that rare guy that I'm willing to take the risk on there because I think the upside is like you mentioned, a top five player potentially, and but but the floor is also Mondesi. Like he's going to pull Harper. He's going to have that one year at some point where he just does everything everyone's been waiting for. And hopefully I have him that year. And then that'll keep him <laughs> in the top 10 for the next For a long time. <laughs> and I'm the guy, I'm the guy this year that if you drafted me, you guys will not get him if his ADP is what it could be or might be right now even. Yeah, he's not going past. I promise you if I'm drafting in a 12-team league, I'm drafting 10. I'm probably taking him over Arenado because of what I just said. I just don't know if I, I could rank it that way. It's hard to explain. You ranked him at 12, you said? I have him at 11, but... 11. I know I, I, I know I would personally take him over Arenado because I know what I can get in the second round. And I know what I'm going to do. But I can't yeah. suggest other people to do that because I can't... I, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people don't like starting with hitter-hitter. A lot of guys like going hitter-pitcher. I don't want to start with Trey Turner and not getting that solid... You know, bat, uh, maybe the the power side of things. I want to I want to take him and pair him with a solid power hitter in the second round. Yeah, I think sense. that's I'm well. If you're taking him I, where you're taking him, then you could easily pair Rendon with Turner. Well, the, and yeah, I know I could, but most likely, but my ranks have to be for the general public, and the general public might not like going hitter hitter. A lot of them like to go hitter pitcher. So if you're taking Turner. Now you might not be getting your next hitter till the third round, and there's not as much. Yeah, floor. I definitely wouldn't take Turner then. That's the thing. Like he has to be planned for too much risk. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Turner. I'm pairing him with a Rendon or a Bogarts even. Right. Like yeah, that I would like. Like a well, yeah, they're both short Rendon, <laughs> Arenado type. Yeah, exactly. You give me some Pete Alonzo, right? Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, no. <laughs> Pete Alonzo's not happening. <laughs> but yeah, he's somebody that I'm. I'm again. We I, we spent a lot of time on this, so I'm not gonna. We're, I'm beating a dead horse, but yeah, he's just he's a guy. I'm. You have to plan for. I'm glad to see one of you guys are coming around on him. Yeah, hey man. I'm coming around a little bit. I hope he can just play some more games this year. That's really going to be the big test. And right. not bunt. Yeah. Well, not get hit. Not, well, he has his fingers taped in the World Series because of, um, I think, a fielding play, actually. But that's a whole other conversation. Okay. What about you guys? I've been talking a lot, as always. Let's get uh, – anybody have anybody they want to talk about? Again, with this team, there wasn't a lot of sleepers, breakouts, and busts, so I just kind of wanted to bring up discussion points about these players. Uh, I was just going to bring up Robles as a bust. Well, yeah. I know you I, agree with me. Mike. 110%. You go ahead. And yeah. Talk. 10th percentile XBA, 9th percentile on X slugging, X Wobos, 9th percentile, 4th percent hard hit. Bottom zero percent in exit velocity. Bottom, what'd you call it? Bottom zero percent. Oh. Zero, zero. The way it's, it's zero th, a zero percentile. <laughs> Just horrible all around. I, if I don't, I don't even know where he's going. I think he's going pretty early, actually, which isn't worth it for basically just saves. He's, he's like a Billy Hamilton almost. You call and, it saves, steals. I mean, steals. Sorry, he's like a Billy Hamilton, and everyone knows how that turned out. So I'm staying far away from him. He offers more upside than that, but yes, I mean, uh, yeah, two- not as right. Not as, he's got a little pop, I guess. Well, according to his underlying stats, he doesn't. But I think I think realistically, he's like a he always profiled to be like a 15-ish home run guy. So I'm curious so- as to how many of his home runs barely made it over the fence 
where if they changed the ball, all those would be outs. I would have to look all that's, that's pretty yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm curious as to. I feel like he'd be. I that. bet you it's a pretty high amount. I, I, I feel like he's like a Mercado type. You can get that's another thing. He's Victor Robles uh, perfect. Mercado's better than him. I don't know. Mercado, similar profile. Like Mercado purposely targeted to hit more power. And I feel like that's going to be his downfall this year. Ramon Laureano, I feel like, is a great comp. Oh, I think, he's... again, as far as like where you can get that same type of player, but again, another 10, 20, 30 picks later. Laure- Laureano. Laureano's um, amazing. So and... Robles right now is going 68. Oh, no. No. Nope. Yeah, I thought it was high. Right. And Mercado's going in like the 140s, I think. Still. Laureano yeah. is going 103. Oh, Laureano's going on three. What about and Mercado? Mercado. Like 120 ish. 140. Wow. Yeah, see? 141. I like that price. That's still good value. That's still yeah. like, even if he busts, you're not going to get hurt by that. That's like your 10th or, that could be anywhere from your 14th round pick in a 10 team league to what? Like your. He was the 13th round rounder in a 12 team. Yeah, and that's like a, that's like a, a ninth round pick or going on 10th round pick in a 15 team or so. So here yeah. out some some of the names going right where Robles is going. I would rather have all of these guys. Uh, Chapman, mm-hmm. Matt Chapman, Definitely. Austin Meadows is going yeah, every a couple time. later than Robles. I would completely reverse that. Are you seeing the trend here? A lot of people are being down on Meadows. What about how about this one? Would you take Robles or Ben Attendi? Ben Attendi. Ben Attendi's going about like six Wait. or seven picks later. Oh, Ben Attendee's too high to then. He, no, Ben Attendee needs to be like closer to 100 overall. He has yeah, no right being. He needs to be closer to 100. Ben Attendee has no right being a top 50 or 60 player. That is ridiculously absurd. I am. 75. He's not even. He should be a top, barely top 105. Yeah. God, I'm so aggravated right now. <laughs> anyway, as you were. That was pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That, I just, I got really aggravated when I heard that he was a top 75 player right now gosh i can't imagine i'd rather have shawi otani the hitter next year than ben attendee <laughs> <laughs> okay not that bad but you get my no. point i'd rather have austin riley oh uh, no i'm kidding still but <laughs> if you listen to the last podcast you would know exactly why it's kind of funny to us uh yeah robust sucks anything else i mean he doesn't suck he's just being overdrafted because he's in zeroth percentile. I love that zeroth. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> How about you, Mike? You guys want to talk about? I always have something to talk about, man. <laughs> Juan Soto. If anybody doesn't know, he's twenty years old. I know. Can't believe it. I'm sure you never heard that before. He's good at baseball. If anyone doesn't know, don't worry. Every time he comes up to bat, they show you who he relates to as far as age, and oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> Mike, where do you have Corbin next year? Ooh, that one's fun. I like Corbin. He's so tough for me. I, I think I have him at 13. Um, I have my ranks up. Give me two seconds. I just moved it around. So down. consistent, which is. That's the reason. Like, okay, so I have him. I have him at 12. I have him at 13. Okay. And guys around him I'm torn on are like Severino, Giolito, and even Noel. Right. But mostly uh, Sever- Noel's better. Mostly. <laughs> except for you don't have it ranked that way either. I don't. <laughs> and I think Noel has a higher ceiling, but I think Corbin at this point has just proven to be such a safe quantity 
that you just put them in the middle of the mid teens or early teens and or in your case 12 and there's nothing wrong with that i that's that's exactly where he belongs but i do have a hard time ignoring like severino and giolito who i feel like might have higher ceilings but their floors are literally yeah who knows right i have him between strasburg and kershaw yeah you have kershaw way higher than me we're gonna talk about that one day all right anyway that's like five picks higher but there's like five people i'd rather have ahead of kershaw you must not have looked into him that much and if you have then you're blind all right (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I tell you, I'm still working on the top ten. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Oh, trust me. Yeah, that's the better be excuse. Patrick Corbin as a whole, though, we can agree, just kind of belongs where he's at. No real surprises. Strasburg, people, I've seen him high. I've seen him top ten. I think you have him top ten. I have him just outside. No, I have him just outside now. You have I put outside? Sale in front of him. Ooh, see, I'm getting a lot of like feedback. A lot of people are down on Sale. I'm just I put him at the, back into my top ten as well, just to kind of wait and see what happens. If he's if there's any type of he'll be ready to go for spring train or he'll be ready to go for opening day, but he's gonna be slow in spring training. Nope, he's moving down. I want Sale full go in spring training. Otherwise, he's moving below Corbin. Below like if he's not going in spring training, I don't want him to be. We saw what happens when he has to get going in the season this year. You know, what yeah, I mean? right. we saw that. I don't want that. So Corbin has a chance to be above him. Strasburg would actually jump him because we I think we both have Strasburg ahead of Corbin. Yes, I mean yes, yeah, Strasburg. So Strasburg and Corbin would both take that leap. That's at least one step up with this with Sale, you know, faltering in spring training or or whatnot. But so we have the same top ten. I think we do. Do we? Um, that's a conversation we can have off. Yeah, the I don't know. I'm bringing that up. anyway. <laughs> We'll talk about that as soon as we're I'm done. Kind of, I'm kind of flip-flopped with you, though, Mike. So you have Sale a little bit higher right now, but with the possibility of moving him down. I have Sale a little bit lower, and I have Strasburg ahead of him, but I'm going to monitor that Chris Sale situation come spring training time, and I'm prepared to make the flip if I need to. But um, It's the same thing, just different. What we did was differently for now. Yeah. Same exact idea. Yeah. But I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of people not liking that that move I made. Like the, I'm getting a lot of feedback on the Chris Sales ranking. What they don't know is like, go see what Scott White did. Scott White made put him fifth. Like what? There's no room for error there. I think, uh, hold on. And I know um, uh, Nick Pollock had him top 10 as well. That's what I was looking at. I think he has him high too. He has him top 10. He's, a, he's, yeah, he's, he's got, he's got him at eight. Yeah. So both of you do not have Strasburg in your top 10 as of right now. No, no, but he's. I actually have him there. Then I moved Castillo above him because I like the idea of upside con- compared to a guy that had his second healthy season in like a ten year career already, and now he's having those late postseason run. And he pitch, you know, he's pitching in the World Series, and there's just a lot of like potential yeah. for. We have top ten the same, Mike, except just different order. You know, that's fine. Which means we that means we have the top, same top ten as Nick Pollock because I look up his afterwards. Oh, like, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, we have, like I was like, wow, I have the same in different order, which is the same top ten. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, very anyway, drop these rankings when they're ready. Well, yeah, we're gonna have a good. We're gonna have. We'll do positional previews when everyone has their ranks done. Yeah, those are way more fun pods than these. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just Nationals. be honest. We're we're trying we're trying really hard to touch the national <laughs> touch on the nationals. There's just there's just so so little to discuss because the bullpen's a mess. I don't I don't even want Sean Doolittle as a closer. Um, the pitchers are great. I love the pitchers, obviously. I think they have three. They have three pitchers in the top fifteen for I think all of us across the board. Yeah, that's awesome. Juan Soto, 
obviously we know he's 20 years old. We know he's great. Juan Soto or Arenado? Soto. Soto. Juan Soto or Alex Bregman? Soto. Soto. Juan Soto or Cody Bellinger? Bellinger. I don't want to say. <laughs> Juan Soto or, or Lindor? I don't want to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say Soto. I would say you're so wrong. Soto or Story? Soto. Soto. I still, have, I still have Story, but that might change because Soto is number eight for me. Uh, yeah, I was just I wanted to see how high you guys were. Obviously, if you have them, if you guys have them both, Story and Lindor, basically it'd be how about Betts? That's the only other one that would be above them. I'm taking Betts over Soto. See, I think I go Betts then Soto in rankings. You have Soto five, you think? Wow. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, how much of that's recency bias? You might need to revisit this. After- oh, it's a hundred percent recency bias. <laughs> after after the world, but Series. I'm all about it. <laughs> but I'm, all. I'm ready. I'm ready to live and die with it, though. And that's why I thought, like, again, I, I was aggressive with him at eight. But I think once this, the once it dies down a little bit, I think you'll see him, you know, go around there. But I definitely, I'm at the point now. He's he's above Bregman, but him and Bregman are back to back. But he's above Arenado. He's above Turner. He's above Freeman. And that that goes without saying, I guess, for all of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't go without saying. It goes with saying. Um, uh, Rendon, let's just talk, talk about him real quick. I have him as high as 15th overall, and that's with two pitchers involved. So he's my he, – I have him just after Freddie Freeman, basically. And as far as hitters go, how do you guys feel about Rendon or Freeman if you had to pick? Oh, it's man. Tough. Well, they're back to back in my rankings. That's why I asked. I'm not prepared to uh, to choose one. As <laughs> well, right now. It's There's tough. also the concern with Rendon. I mean, uh, Rendon is obviously an amazing hitter, uh, no matter where, where he, he plays. But this yeah. impending free agency is 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 pretty big uh, to his value. I mean, I like yes. him more on the Nationals. There's rumors of him going back to his Texas roots, possibly the Rangers, going into a new stadium, splurging on him. I don't love him as much if well, he. In that lineup, yeah, but look at that home park. Well, that's a great home park. Well, it's going to be a new park now, so we don't oh, yeah. know exactly I'm how sure, it plays. I'm sure it'll still play well. It's also going to be hot as balls down there. Um, well, great, thanks. It's going to be hot down there. Sorry, <laughs> it's going to be very hot down there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't know. I just I like him a little bit better in a Nats uniform, but. We don't know what's going to happen with that. Big question mark. I just whoever whoever pays, let's see who pays, and we'll, we'll go from there. I think no matter what, he's probably still a top twenty player. Definitely. Oh, the, the burning question: what's Skills gonna, are too good. What's going to happen with this Dribble Cabrera? Oof. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Obviously, Howie Kendrick is interesting. He has looked so dang good, man. All year, he's been like a platoon guy, though. I wonder if he stays or if he goes because he's blocking or potentially one of the reasons blocking your – actually, he is probably the reason that your sleeper pick is being blocked, if you want to talk about him a little bit, Jack, Zach. <laughs> Jack, Zach. Jack, Zach. We're just running through the whole lineup. So my sleeper is, is Keyboom. Um, there's not too many sleeper standouts on this team, but I think this is the one young guy that could really make some noise next year. 
Um, you mentioned with Cabrera. Um, so they've kind of had a platoon all year with Dozier and Cabrera, and they're both free agents at the end of the year. I don't expect both to be back. I honestly don't know if we can expect even one to be back. Um, so Kibun, I mean, obviously Kibun came up this past year, replaced Turner for a month or two when he was out, and he just he, he really didn't look good at all. But he went back down to the minors. He worked on some things. Um, really had some decent numbers in 2019 in the minors. He hit 303, um, a 902 OPS, uh, 13% walk rate, uh, which is well above league average. Um, it's, it's really not too bad. Um, so, I mean, if, if he comes in spring training, wins that job, I mean, it could be an interesting sleeper pick next year. Keyboom right now is just going inside the top 300. He's about 295 in the two early mocks, which is, uh, it's, that's not going to stay like that. Um, the highest he went in one of the mocks was 195. So even if he's a top 200 player, I mean, that's a tremendous value um, for a possible sleeper um, starting second baseman for a World Series team. Um, you gotta like him in that lineup with with the surrounding pieces. And like you you mentioned um, Dozier and Cabrera, but it's Howie Kendrick is also a free agent. So assuming they bring none of them back, he really has a wide open spot to fill. And there, I don't see why they should bring Kendrick back. I can maybe maybe as a utility role type of guy. I mean, yeah. he does have that use. He's thirty. He's going to be thirty six years old next year. So. I could see Kendrick as that utility role, like you were saying. I mean, Key Boom, they're not going to bring him up to sit the bench. He needs to be playing every day. Yep, I agree. Whether it's the minors or the big leagues. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I really think this his spring training, it's going to be big for him. Um, We've seen some guys come up, and they need a slight adjustment period. Guys like Eloy and Vlad. Takes them a little bit to kind of figure out big league pitching. Um, Other guys like Jordan and... Pete Alonso, not so much, but Kiboom is in that first group, possibly, and maybe he could turn things around next year. Yeah, I, that, I'm, t- I'm all about it. I, like, I love his value, and like you said, it's really not going to stay that low because once people realize, oh, these guys are all free agents, and I expect them to spend their money on their bullpen more than anything else after this, you know, after this season, because I don't think they want to you know, keep depending on Fernando Rodney. <laughs> like, the ageless wonder. So I think bullpen's going to be a huge – addressed in a big way in the offseason and they're going to just depend on their farm system to supply the extra bats because they have those guys down there you know or at least they have yeah. key boom and one more thing i mean we were talking about rendon before let's say hypothetically rendon does leave then you got two spots that are basically opened up you know, yeah could play third and then they can bring back howie kendrick or cheaper alternative yeah. In the World Series, it's going to be interesting because now there's not going to be any pressure to pay rendon like, i mean they, they love him here but it's going to take that pressure off like, oh, well, we already won. Now he can go off and get paid. You know what I mean? And now they can groom some of the younger talent in the minors, which honestly nothing really stands out except for Kiboom. Yeah, and I was I, say, there's not too many more positional players uh, ready to go. I think is in double A, though. Let me see. doesn't really matter. Yes, he is in double A. He's, I, think, he's, I think it would really be a big mistake if they let him go. I mean, Harper was different. They had two big – Big-time outfielder prospects coming up, ready to go. But this is different. I mean, this is this is a cornerstone player here. Um, help them get to the World Series. I feel like they need to bring him back. But. Didn't they apparently throw an offer at him already? Yeah, but just they like did, Harper, 
just like Harper, I guess his agent probably got thrown down and told him, look, look, you'll make more money on the free agent market. Yeah. Why I'm would he sure. not wait at that point? Well, yeah, of course he's going to. And the offer was probably deferred money. That's what Washington does um, with opt-outs and deferred money. So, I mean, he, he could definitely get more money up front elsewhere. It's just a matter of if he wants to stay or not. I completely agree. Um, is there really anything else? This team's pretty simple. Adam Eaton relevant anymore? Is that like still a thing? I feel Maybe like didn't OBP. Like a, didn't he really have like a like a really hot stretch at one point where it was like crazy good and he was like must start? He was like a top twenty five player over a month or something like that. It was nuts. I don't know what happened to him because I don't I didn't own him anywhere and I honestly haven't looked him up at all because I forgot about him. But deep leagues, I guess fifth outfielder, fifteen team leagues type of guy, you know. I mean, he managed. Yeah, he fifteen and fifteen this year. Doesn't hit, doesn't hit the ball hard. Still has pretty good sprint speed. Nothing special. Fifth outfielder type. That's about it. I don't know if anybody else is really gonna argue that. Not really much to say. I mean, he really he had a good August. That that's was, what it was. That's okay. kind of what it was. Three twenty nine average, four forty four on base. I mean, it was a nice nice month. But we've seen streaky players before. I mean, I'm not gonna go crazy about it. Oh, I know. I'm just yeah. uh, something to monitor though. 15 team that's what I'm saying 15 team leagues or deeper fifth outfielder nothing like he's not really a, I don't think he's relevant in anything shallower than that yeah so I thought he would run a little bit more I mean 15 stolen bases is still nice but I was expecting more like 20 to 25 from him is he walking a lot yeah five yeah, right. on base mm-hmm. um yeah I mean that's the type of player he's really always been I guess if you if you're hurting for speed and batting average late in drafts, he won't be terrible. He's he hit for he hits for a decent average. He gets you ten plus bags. You can't. It's, you could do worse if you like end of your draft dart throw. Why not type of guy? I like him better in roto. I don't really like him in points anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say the only reason why he's any good in roto is because that late, like I just said, the late batting average, late stolen bases. But again, not really somebody that. He's re- he's he's gonna be on the waiver wire. You'll stream him from because of injuries and a hot streak. So that's we've talked more about him than I honestly thought we would. So <laughs> uh, is there anybody else that we missed, guys? Is, I think like I said, we again this team was a lot of these team previews. We try to talk about we do we do bring up sleepers, breakouts, and busts for every one of them. But when a team is like this, where it's kind of top heavy and no, and we don't really have those types of players, we'll just like we did. We kind of have a collective discussion about a lot of the players if not all of them that are relevant and discuss our thoughts on them which i think you know we kind of makes up for not having the supers break out some busts but we kind of did what we had our bus was victor robust um we talked about turner how i'm he might be he's a borderline bust slash breakout depending mm-hmm. on how you look at him so we did we kind of touched on that stuff the best we could but on this team it was just really tough is there any this is kind of directed more towards mike 2.0 are there any Nats pitchers, uh, not the big three that have piqued your interest. I know kind of towards the end there were um, like Anibal Sanchez um, had a very nice second half. And I know Austin Voth yeah. had a few uh, a few juicy matchups towards the ends. Is that any – I'm personally not overly excited about Voth. I mean, Anibal Sanchez possibly. But is there anybody else that kind of piques your interest pitching-wise next year? honestly not really (laughs) i i was actually it's funny you say that i was looking at their team because i'm doing an article on um a pitcher from every mlb team that can give you value on draft day 
And I looked at their pitchers and I just could not find anybody. (laughs) There's Joe Ross, I guess, who's all right. But a lot of people like Voth, I didn't really get to go into it yet and really see why. I don't even know. I just remember seeing his name pop up a couple of times. He did something. I don't know what. I don't know if it was Velocity or something. I'm just looking at his peripherals. I mean, he's a K per he's a, he's a K per inning, low walk guy. Um, 330 ERA, ground ball rate isn't high enough to sustain that, and his bad bit was um, 257. So a little bit of luck. Peripherals suggest as much with, with a a FIP in the high threes and XFIP in Sierra in the low four. So he's probably similar to like your faulty, where you take him at the end of your draft as a as a flyer pitcher. He might be a John Means type. Yeah, just bring back I mean, that whole none, thing. Of, none of them excite me. It's really just those main three, and after that, it's kind of just a crapshoot. Yeah. So yeah, Voth. We're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not the Voth hype guys. But I have seen the hype around him built. Right. Too, so. Do you recall what they were talking about or no? No, I don't I know. I haven't looked just, at his pitches or anything. I've seen blanket statements. I haven't gotten. I, I I honestly forgot about him even when I was looking at the roster because he's so he was buried down there, like he wasn't part of the starting roster right now because it shows the playoff roster. Right. And he's just he's like down there. Like I don't you know. I saw him right when he mentioned him. So. <laughs> so it's like oh yeah. Well, is that gonna do it? I think that's gonna do it. I think we're done. We're done. I'm, I'm declaring it. We did it. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, we did it. Thank you as always, guys. We wrap up. We wrapped up the ML East. <laughs> we wrapped up our first division. So again, guys, we appreciate you listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mike underscore Curland. I'm joined by Mike uh, SP Streamer, and of course, I leave Zach always for last. At you always remind everybody about it. Thank you. Oh yeah, because you, you just I just want to make sure people understand how I feel about you. Okay. <laughs> you can follow Bases Loaded Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Bases Loaded Pod. You can please leave us a rating or review. We greatly appreciate it. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash fantasy baseball. And as always, guys, we appreciate you listening and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>